0: Hi, good afternoon. Uh, this is Michael Shirkin and Nicholas Drummond here. We've been asked to talk about Armoured Warfare. Uh, before we get started, I thought we should introduce ourselves. Um, Nick, why don't you start
1: first? Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, I'm Nicholas Drummond. I'm a UK based uh, defence industry analyst and consultant. And I work uh, in armoured vehicles and uh, capability in Europe. Uh, and uh, was previously in the British Army at the height of a Cold War.
0: And I am Michael Shirkin. I am a U.S. Uh, Washington DC, D.C. based defense analyst, uh, also consultant. Uh, have not worked in uh, industry or in. Have been in the military, but I did served as a political military analyst in the CIA uh, for a few years, and then also spent eleven years as a senior political scientist in the Rand Corporation. Um, as i mentioned before we were asked to discuss the future of heavy armored vehicles on the or armored vehicles in general on the modern battlefield in light of the fact that it appears to be the case that in ukraine armored vehicles are completely sliced apart with modern atgms and precision indirect fires so what we've been asked to do is to sort of debate you know propose or resolve that armored vehicles no longer have a real role on the modern battlefield um so let's talk about this uh nick what are your first thoughts on this topic
1: i think the first thing that we have to say and make very clear is that we don't yet have a full picture of exactly what's gone on so until we have a full uh reliable data pack which analyzes various uh battles and and how they um how, how they resulted we need to be very careful about not drawing the wrong conclusions or learning the
0: wrong lessons i would completely agree with that i mean mostly what we know about this war is through social media and through you know like viral videos and images and it's very slanted in favor of ukraine um which might be an accurate representation of what's going on the battlefield but honestly we don't know uh and we we really have a very partial picture of what's going on day to day And, and so we have to be very careful with drawing any conclusions at the moment but, but that said, uh, based on what we've seen, then, you know, what, what conclusions can we draw? Let's sort of make it, let's sort of assume that what we know is really sort of the whole picture and, and that there really is sort of a slaughter going on uh, thanks to these ATGMs mm-hmm. and, and, and indirect, uh, precision indirect fires. Um, what conclusions, if any? dare we draw from that? Like, you know, should we really tell Western militaries to sort of cut it out with their heavy battle tanks? And just, you know, should we just have lots of guards running around with javelins and spikes?
1: Yeah. So I think the first thing to say is that even before Putin's invasion of of Ukraine, defence analysts were saying, um, you know, it's time to write the tanks obituary. Uh, Future war will be fought with drones, missiles and computers, not not legacy weapons. And Initially, the destruction that we've seen you know, would support that conclusion. However, what we do know is that Russia completely underestimate, underestimated Ukraine's capacity to, to defend itself. And in doing so, it arrived as if it was a sort of a liberating army, not, not an invading army, and was very casual in its approach. Instead of um, adopting classic blitzkrieg tactics on a single line of advance, multiple uh, fronts um, with very um, spread out logistics and um, it took a beating. And uh, you know tanks advancing without infantry or artillery cover uh, was a huge mistake and, and the Ukrainians knew this and took advantage of it. So we're not only seeing Russia making a mistake, but Ukraine uh, performing extremely well and being extremely effective in its use of these weapons so th- that's the context really and i think that what we have to remember is that the tank was invented to overcome the stalemate of trench warfare and that it was a recognition that troops could not advance in the open um, w- with the threat of artillery and machine gun fire and therefore it was essential to have some kind of protected mobility and that's what tanks provided and that is still relevant. And as Russia has responded to the situation, it has started using artillery very effectively in the South and the East, and, and it, that has allowed it to maneuver again. So I think we, we we should remember actually that protection remains very, very important. How does that sound?
0: Yeah, uh, I would agree. I mean, one thing, again, given our partial understanding of what's really going on, I would say that we have at best a uh, you know, it, it it looks to be the case that the Russians are demonstrating what happens when you don't do proper combined arms operations, right? So it's almost, it's not that the tanks are at fault, but rather the doctrine or the employment of, of a doctrine uh, that, you know, it's, it's, so, it's not a fair test of what happens if they were to field their tanks and armor in a proper way using infantry and infantry screens and, and using com- proper combined combined arms. Uh, but and, and I think it remains true that we still need protection and we also still need firepower. So, uh, you know, I would say that the jury's still out